Welcome to The Range Brief with Blackwing. I am your host, Mark Bohr, and this week's guest is Joe King. Joe, who are you, and why the hell should we listen to you? That's a great question. When it comes to the shooting sports and uh, the clay target sports more specifically, you know, I did start hunting with shotguns at about seven years old fell in love with the clay target games as, as I grew up. And then as I got involved with Blackwing about 11 years ago now, I really have became a student of the shotgun. I have numerous credentials from instruction. And again, just reiterating, um, I'm so fascinated with the history of shotgun sports. You know, I've been a student of the shotgun since I fell in love. Awesome. Awesome. And you are range manager trained, you know, an instructor for Blackwing on the shotgun side. So well versed on the sport and everything to do with it. Yeah, I probably should have noted that. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, that's the important part. <laughs> All right, so so this week we're going to talk about shotgun, the shotgun shooting sports and what that is, what it means, how to get into it. Before we get too far into the the weeds of it, let's talk a little bit about why you do it, why what, what draws you to shooting a shotgun at clay targets. Awesome. I'll start by saying I was a pretty destructive, curious young kid taking things apart, not knowing how to put them back together. And when my dad showed me that there's a game where the goal is actually to break stuff, I fell in love immediately. Yeah, that sounds right up your alley. It does. And so for those of you that are maybe completely unfamiliar shooting clay targets, you're shooting a, a little orange disc the size of a very small, maybe like a tea plate, tea platter thing. You're shooting an orange one of those that's that's thrown up in the air with a shotgun, and the shotgun blast spreads, and then your your goal is to break the target. Super fun, I, you know. I think one big thing that a lot of people like about it is you can just go out there. You know, if it's a, it's a nice day, or even if it's not a nice day, but a nice day, you go out, bring a friend, bring some family members, or you can go out by yourself and break some clay targets. I feel like a good day shooting sporting clays or trap or you're shooting clay targets is is any day that you go out and do it unlike golf you know you have bad days and where you're not doing very well if you're out there and you're shooting and you're breaking targets i just always come away even if i'm like man that wasn't my best day it was still like it was outside it was beautiful i gotta break some targets it wasn't as many as i thought but you still feel very positive coming out of it it's just such a blast Yeah, I'm with you 100%, whether you go out by yourself and, you know, go blow off some steam or, you know, the shotgun sports specifically are very, it's a very social game, a very social activity where, you know, on the indoor ranges, you're full of eye and ear protection, you can't hear anything. And outside, it truly is like more of a social and golf type of thing where, you know, somebody wants to just get away from everybody can go out there and enjoy their time with themselves as well. Like it's just so robust. It is. Yeah. And, And on the sporting clay side, a lot of places, and we do, you have golf carts. You'll see people out there smoking cigars or hauling around their whole family or out there with their family dog, you know? So it's pretty fun. And then you can get into the competitive side if you like it. You can get into some some different leagues and things like that. And I know you're pretty familiar with that, Joe. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I'd like to, you know, probably allude to is, you know, you'll, you'll probably hear the shotgun sports compared to golf probably the most. 
and with golf, you know, a couple of downsides, like it takes all day. You got to commit to get, you know, get away for four or five hours where, you know, sporting clays, I can go shoot a hundred targets, you know, have a beer with my buddies afterwards while they were smoking cigars out in the course. And, you know, it's done in a couple hours. And so, you know, I'm not in trouble when I get home from being, you know, instead of being gone all day type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And you can just go out after work, you know, you get off at five o'clock, grab some dinner, head out six o'clock and shoot. Yeah. 50 birds in 45 minutes an hour or a hundred and, and longer. So it's, yeah, it's a great thing that you can knock out a lot more quickly. Uh, you also have that difference in gear. I feel like with golf, they have loaner clubs, but I, that seems frowned upon. At least when I've gone, people did not uh, like being around me with my loaner bag that I borrowed from the golf course, but uh, going out shooting clay targets, you know, you really, you can really, if you go to a place that's equipped for it, like like we are, you can show up with nothing, and we'll we'll hook you up with everything you need to shoot out there. And you're you can be shooting two three thousand dollar guns, just cost you you know ten fifteen bucks, whatever places are charging to rent the guns. So it's it can be a blast. Oh my heck, are you right too? Especially while we're on the golf thing, you know, with golf, man, you gotta get your gear. You gotta be able to swing and hit a golf ball you know, at least somewhat reasonably before you go out on a course and just ruin everybody behind your times. Where on sporting clays or or trap, literally you can show up and the right range officer or the right instructor can give you like just three pointers in five minutes, reduce all the barriers to go out there and already be breaking clays. So it is a very beginner friendly thing and there's very little barriers to break to really enjoy yourself. Yeah. And it's not terribly expensive. I mean, cheaper than a round of golf. It is. You can go out there, rent a gun, get a golf cart, get 50 rounds of clays and the ammo and get everything you need for, you know, 50, 60, 70 bucks, depending on what you're doing. And if you're with someone else, you can, you can share that cost too a little bit. Yeah. No tea times, no hunting permits, yeah. no nothing. Just come on out whenever you, you and your buddies or you and yourself just get a spur. Like I'm going to go. It's nice out. Just, just go. It's yeah. ready for you. Yeah. Most places, unless you get real bougie, don't have reservations. You don't have to book it ahead of time. You just come out. You know, and Mark, I think we've talked a pretty good amount about like, hey, what are we getting into? What's it like? You know, I think it would be very good to kind of talk about, hey, I'm a shotgun owner or I'm not a shotgun owner and just make sure we cover like how that looks for each group. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So so getting into it, if you want to go shoot and you've got your own shotgun, you know, that's pretty easy. So a lot of people have inherited those guns or maybe you have it, but you haven't shot it a lot. If you want to go out and shoot on a on a range, what does that look like for the shotgun owner, Joe? Yeah, okay, uh, that's perfect. So, you know, if I have a shotgun, you know, it, like we've already talked about, I can just come on out. Yeah. You know, I can bring my own shells. I can buy them from the club when I get there. And whether I'm with somebody or not, you know, I just check in. You know, I let them know my intent to shoot either trap or sporting clays. You know, I say I've got this many people with me. And then, you know, they'll issue whatever equipment it is, whether it's a, a card to make the machines on sporting clay work or, or get you a trap field that's yours. You know, basically, you just make sure any reputable club will ask you, hey, do you have all the gear you need? Walk through the checklist, assign you a field and out you go. It's it's very quick and very straightforward to go get started. Yeah. And these days, a lot of things are automated. You used to have a guy sitting at the different stations, you know, pushing the button or th- actually throwing, hitting a lever to throw a target, pulling a lever. But now it's, yeah, it's, it's super easy. 
Well, El Presidente of Blackwing, I heard that's where you got your start at Blackwing, yeah. was loading trap houses. <laughs> loading trap houses. True. That is true. <laughs> okay, so you own a gun, pretty easy to just show up. You don't own a gun, found to be much harder. Yeah, honestly, Mark, it's just as easy. It might add a little bit of time when you get to uh, to the range counter and things like that, but any reputable place will say, oh, you need a firearm? Awesome. You know, they'll have a couple of examples. You know, shotguns are shareable because so, only, for example, like on Sporting Clays, one person shooting at a time. So, you know, hey, this gun will fit you. You know, it'll it'll you'll shoot it really well. We'll loan you this gun. These shells work really good for it. So really, there's not a whole lot of difference if you don't want to invest in a shotgun, if you didn't bring yours, or if you have one and don't want to clean it, you know, come and rent one. And again, any reputable place will have some pretty quality shotguns. Spend a couple of minutes on how to operate it safely. And, and how the, the, the mechanics work. And it's it's still really very simple. I've got some great stories of success and in, in examples of that, um, which we can get into eventually. But, um, you know, even if you don't own a gun, it, it's it's still very inexpensive. And, you know, it, it's very easy to, to get moving without a shotgun. Absolutely, yeah. And so just going out there for fun, we, we see a lot of groups come out. A lot of times in larger groups, it'll be around the holidays, a bunch of family members, you know, aunts and uncles are in town and they'll just bring out the whole crew and go out and shoot. A lot of them haven't shot before. And then bachelor parties too, bachelorette parties, just a group of people coming out wanting to shoot. And then, you know, one or two people, three, four, maybe have shot before. And that's a, an opportunity often that we see where we can get them going, teach them the safety side and teach them the, the basic mechanics. And then you can go out there and, and break clays, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, there's no like super snobby like golf etiquette where you're frowned yeah. upon if you're not wearing uh, goofy pants, you know? Exactly, exactly, yeah. And much less complicated, I think, at least. So if you, say you get into shooting, you you went out a couple times, you broke some clay targets, would you, would, I mean, guess, do you think someone has to take a, it sounds like you don't have to take a clay target shooting course before you shoot but at what point would you recommend that? Okay, yeah, that's a great question again, Mark. It's almost like we've uh, you know thought through these. Yeah. First, I want to say like I can give you very specific specific examples of you know for example, I had an eighty year old lady who's never fired a gun in her life, and in five minutes I gave her a quick three point crash course on how to shoot the gun safely and so it won't you know beat her up recoil wise. And you know the the first station she's a little nervous. She fires her first shell. And she gave kind of a, oh my. And then in three stations later, she's racking shotgun shells in her gun, closing the action, yelling pull as she's mounting the gun, thinking, I'm buying one of these things. You yeah, know, absolutely. Uh, is one of my favorite, uh, favorite stories I've told. That's a good one, I think. So yeah, you can get out there pretty easily. Don't have to do the training. That just comes into play if you want to get a little bit better, more consistent. And yes, the training thing you know, you can go out there, never take any training and break targets. It's very hard to get skunked. Mathematically, you should almost hit one, even if you're not trying. But, you know, training is very valuable, if, especially if you're a person who likes to compete against yourself or you are kind of gaining the interest in, in, in that's your main hobby and you're really getting into it. Training will save you, even if it's $100 an hour, 
that one hour in hundred dollars will save yourself in time shells and clay target fees. Yeah. You know, what you will, what you will not learn, like just these tiny little tips of problem solving or making sure you're holding the gun right, or you're, you know, really getting in the weeds here, but you know, where am I holding my gun before I say pull, where am I trying to break it? Just these little things from a quality instructor will up your game significantly and save you tons of money in the long run. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. There's a, uh it's interesting. I feel like oftentimes people maybe are better off learning to shoot a shotgun. If they don't know how to shoot other guns, there's a a lot. Oftentimes we'll have someone come out to shoot a shotgun and they will, well, you know, have you shot before? Yeah. You know, I'm a big rifle shooter shotgun similar, right? It's a long gun with a trigger. I can figure this out. And it really kind of puts them at a bit of a disadvantage because it's just such a different platform and you just really need to handle it a lot differently yeah i joke around and say like oh you're a long-range shooter i can't help you get out yeah yeah where if you're a new person it's like oh good no bad habits come with me yeah so you know our other host jared he's a long range and a a ar shooter and it's it's funny we joke with him a lot because shotguns don't really have sights like a like a handgun or rifle does you point it more than you aim it and he can't hit anything with a shotgun unless it has sights on it, which is pretty hilarious being so good at, at handguns and rifles, but you don't put a, if you don't have sights on your shotgun, which you typically don't see unless it's like a technical shotgun, you can't, he can't hit anything. Yep. As it's a, quite embarrassing. as a shotgun snob and clay target snob, like I am when he puts sights on a shotgun, it's blasphemy. It is. Yeah. There's a little bit of snobbery, I guess, in the shotgun game. Okay. So we, We've talked a, a bit about the getting into it, and we've dropped some of the terms about the different games. Joe, just kind of walk us through what are the different games when you say trap or skeet? What does that mean? Absolutely. I, I, I've got a pretty good spiel on this, okay? So there's trap, skeet, and sporting clays are the main three disciplines, and, and hear me out here. On a trap field, basically you shoot one target that's coming out of a box that's going away from you in various angles. You shoot 25 shells, 25 targets. It's probably the easiest to learn, but one of the hardest things to master because there's a variable you can't understand. Like that machine moves inside the house and you can't see where it's going to go when you call for the target. So you have to react to it. On a skeet field, there's two machines that throw targets. Now they're fixed, so they throw the same shape and distance every time. And you move your way around what's like a semicircle. And where you stand kind of determines, you know, the difference in what the target looks like. And it can be very complicated because you're shooting pairs and single targets and you get to shoot some over. It's just a really weird thing. So, you know, I always say... You know, skeet is probably the hardest to learn, but the easiest to master. There's some really great skeet shooters out there who can literally shoot a round of 25 targets and hardly miss with their eyes closed because it's very mechanical, right? Yeah, just consistent. Yeah, Yeah. they're like a machine. Whereas trap, again, you really have to, you know, see the variable and react to it. So trap's the easiest to learn, hardest to master. Skeet is the hardest to learn, easiest to master. Now, sporting clays, which is my hands down, my most favorite thing. I'm a very social person, and sporting clays is a very social game. It's kind of like golf with a shotgun. You know, every golf course is different. Every hole on every golf course is different, and same goes for sporting clays. Our particular course has 20 stations. Each station has two machines. 
and there are no rules for a target setter like me. So I can throw them. So they're coming at you, going away from you. I have some that roll across the ground, like mimicking a rabbit. I have them just like dropping in over the trees behind you. And it's more like a little simulated game hunt where, you know, this is more like a problem solving, like, okay, there's what the target looks like. How do I figure out how to break it? Where the other two games, you're kind of reacting to it. So that problem solving aspect coupled with the socialness and the different target presentations is like the most exciting thing for me as, as it is for most people because the math shows that sporting clays is the fastest growing shotgun sport in, in the country. Yeah, yeah. A lot of variety and you don't you don't often see people making 100 out of 100 there, right? Because it's it's everything's so different yeah on a competitive level for example like if you were in a trapper skeet tournament if it's a hundred bird event and you miss one go home where on sporting clays in a competitive arena you know the top guys will miss targets you know a winner might be at a 89 or a 92 Mm -hmm. but it's interesting because even when those really good guys miss a target they don't miss that target again. And that's what separates those really high level shooters. Cause they, they're really good at that problem solving. They understand it a little better than an, even an average shooter, or a barely, barely above average shooter like me. Yeah. Barely, barely. Joe might have been beaten by me once or twice on the sporting clays course. He had a pencil with an eraser. Yeah, it does help. That's one thing about sporting clays is it's self-scored. So it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Okay, so so you want to go out and shoot, trap, skeet, sporting clays, kind of how to do that. What what should your expectations be? Are you, yeah? What do you what do you what do you expect to do the first time you're out there? Sure. The first thing I can tell you is expect to have fun because it is a blast. No pun intended. You know, I, I think about corporate outings a lot because that's where I see a lot of people who haven't experienced the clay target sports. So that's where a lot of my uh, my examples come from and a lot of my experience comes from. But if you go out there, for example, a corporate outing, we typically shoot 50 targets. I have not, I cannot think of anyone who has never broken a target, like no one's ever got skunked on the sporting clay course. You know, so you are going to go out there and break five, 10 of them. If you have like literally zero knowledge of anything, you're still going to go out there and have fun. And I can argue that even as you're shooting holes in the Ohio air and missing targets, you're still giggling. You're still having fun. Yeah. And those corporate outings, that's what we call them, but like large groups. So a company will bring out 50, 100, 150 of their employees or clients, or it'll be a fundraising event. And you basically have this large group of people that have a lot of them haven't shot. Some of them have, and they go out and, and we, you know, Joe's team, puts puts a, a a range officer on each of the stations gets people going safely shooting and breaking targets and uh yeah I, a lot of people are worried like ah I can't do that I've never shot before I'm not going to break one you know it's going to be it's going to be rough but like you said you always got someone to break one yeah and, and I can tell you like if you go out there and you've shot a handful of times and you're breaking anywhere close to 40 or 50% of them, you should buy a shotgun, take some lessons because you have some hand-eye or coordination. You have, you know, just kind of an intangible and you can get really good at the clay target sports if you're, you know, rocking in that 30, 40, 50%, especially your first couple times out. Like you can be really good at this if you're, if you're there already. Absolutely. Yeah. And one little um, inside secret about Joe's uh, he said he's had no one ever skunk and and not hit a target during one of these group event outings, these corporate outings. 
But what I can tell you is I have seen Joe take someone off to the side and lay a clay target down on the ground and let him shoot it from like 10 yards away, not moving. And that is how he's got his, his no skunk record on the course. I thought you and I agreed to never talk about this when I made sure you broke a target your okay, first time. Out. Okay. Okay. But yeah, that might've happened once. <laughs> it was not me though. Anyway. Yeah. Great time. A lot of fun. And just breaking one targets is a blast. So you go out there. We know, we know it's going to be fun. You're looking to break one the first time. You're, you know, you your your goal is to hopefully get one, and more than likely you'll get more than that. He gave us a good level as to to kind of where you where you would hope to be after after shooting a few times. And if it does, you know, it is challenging and it's fun. And I know you talk a lot about oftentimes you're competing more against yourself than you are against other people, which is which is kind of kind of can be fun. You know, I I know that I am a low forties shooter out of 50. So if I get to shoot 50, 50 birds on the sporting clays course, I'm going to hit like 42. And so if I get a 45, I come off super happy or someone's over there saying that I lied on my score sheet a little bit. One of the two. Okay. So, so if you go out and you're shooting, what issues do you typically, or what, what issues can you run into that are approachable? Say, I don't know. Someone wants to go out and shoot, but I'm left-handed or I only weigh 90 pounds and I can't handle this shotgun. Those things are crazy. How do you tackle this? Yeah, absolutely. And I would say they're not issues. They're apprehensive apprehensions because, you know, at any reputable place that anybody, you know, has somebody that has some shotgun experience, you know, for example, yesterday I had two young ladies who, you know, junior high, high school age, you know, couldn't have been 75, 80 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. And with the right shotgun and the right shot shell you know they shot 50 targets all day long you know without getting beat up you know you give them just the quick pointers you know so they enjoy shooting it um and i've already mentioned you know my my 80 pound 80 year old lady who was just like rocking it and the mountain too i'll cut you off the mount is so important right like there's a lot of people who will be there you know maybe with a, a friend and the friend shooting and they're like oh i don't want to shoot i've shot a shotgun before it really hurt you know, I shot it just a couple of times and I'm bruised. Well, yeah, I guess what's your, what's your take? I mean, the, the mount is so important, right? Like how, how the gun sits on your shoulder. It is. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of, I hate this, but it's like a pair of shoes. You know, if you get the wrong pair of shoes, your feet hurt. But, you know, with, again, if you get somebody that just knows a little bit about it, you know, Hey, in two minutes, I can say three things, you know, Put it on this spot in your shoulder. Make sure your face is on this part of the gun. Make sure you're pulling really tight. You yeah. know, with just some little pointers like that, there should be no reason anybody's getting beat up. Yeah. You know, short of the old school, like I've never shot before, and your uncle gives you, you know, two slugs and a double barrel, yeah. which and is like the worst shot shell there is, yeah. and it knocks you on your butt, and you're like, I hate this. Like that is. That is not what somebody who cares about the shooting sports would do to somebody, Yeah, um, which, you know, any reputable place, they won't do that. So I'd say they're apprehensions, not issues, but just talk a few minutes with somebody that knows what they're doing and at a place like ours, and you will have no issues. Talk you through anything. Yeah, yeah like it that, really is. If you, if you have your face off the gun, the gun's going to pop up and bruise your face. It's just going to happen. If you have the gun off of your shoulder when you shoot, if you're holding it forward a little bit, it's going to hurt more. So yeah, there's things... If you had issues in the past, give it another shot. Go to a place that that you think would would know what they're doing. Yeah, and like the left-handed thing and even like an eye dominance issue without getting into the weeds here. Again, 
just a couple minutes with somebody who really knows what they're doing can get you into what we call like a neutral fit shotgun and, and a left-hander, you know, can just grab any gun a right-hander can. And again, somebody who knows what they're doing can move your body around just slightly so you have a great experience the whole way through. So a lot of the stuff is very easy to overcome and you don't need a $5,000 Terminator leg looking shotgun to fit you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're just looking to get into it, to go shoot and maybe maybe you're thinking i want to buy a shotgun because i've done it once or twice and i'm having a lot of fun how important is the fit the length of the shotgun that kind of thing is it something that you really need to be able to shoot well or yeah how important is that absolutely I, i think to answer that question you have to decide what your goal is if you decide that i'm going to be an olympic shooter you better have a custom fit gun and you better have a pretty deep pocket because you are going to spend some money on getting a gun that that really fits you well. Yeah. These guys go so crazy down the rabbit hole that if you gain five pounds, that might change how the gun fits you. Yeah. Whereas a league shooter or somebody that's shooting 80% like Mark is, you know, you can get a gun off the shelf that fits you and will reasonably do the job for what your goal is people get hung up on the barrel length and things like that my favorite thing is like well do i want a 30 inch you know what's the difference between a 30 inch barrel and a 32 inch barrel and i look at them and say like i don't know you're two inches closer to the target how does it feel in your hands you know like that's where some of the fit and feel comes in Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people get into like hey i really want to you know talk about choke tubes which is what like kind of constricts the the size pattern that your pellets will expand to over a distance and i don't want to get in these weeds but like for example in a class i have like three slides on a on chokes because it's like here's all the information you'll ever need and we're not going to talk about it today stick an ic and improve cylinder choke in your gun and you can break every target out here there's just some like misnomers as well you know i think you know picking the appropriate shot shell consistently is more important than, you know, choke tubes and barrel lengths and some things. So, you know, depending on what your goal is, is how far down the rabbit hole you really get when it comes to fit and length and and choke tubes and shell loads. But where you really can get a lot of help is kind of back on the, on the instruction side of things where it's like, you know, hold your gun here before you say pull. This is what your eyes should be doing, and this is where they should be placed before you say the word pull. And those instructions and, and that kind of in-the-weed stuff is really where you get your bang for the buck on, on getting your broken clay targets up. Yeah, yeah. No, that that seems to ring true from what I've seen, too. I mean, it's, it's like when you're looking for a gun, it, it's way more important to make sure you avoid a gun that's a bad fit but it's much less important to find a gun that is a very good fit. You know, that find upgrading from a gun that is a good fit to a great fit might help you pick up a couple extra targets. But if the gun is a bad fit, which there are some out there, depending on your, your, your stature and, and all that, that could be a, a pretty big game changer. And then, you know, one of the biggest things I feel like we see to be able to help someone break more targets is, is that, that the stuff that you pick up through instruction or shooting with someone who knows what they're doing, the mounting, how you mount the gun, how your, you know, your thought process for swinging the gun, some of those things can, you know, if you're only breaking 10 out of 25, that can get you to 20, you know, just pretty quick. If you fix some of those things that you're, you're, you're thinking about wrong. 
Absolutely. And Mark, that's a really good like overview of it. Cause as you guys don't know, when we, when we were talking about shotgun shooting sports, you know, I was so far in the weeds. I wanted to talk about how hard the lead is because of the <laughs> an ammonium content. Like that's yeah. how far down the rabbit hole I was already. And he's like, Hey, hey uh, just a little higher level. Would you? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things, uh, kind of like with most things, a lot of people will focus on what can I buy to make myself better. And this is similar to, to most things in life is the practice and then making sure that you're doing it right. Consistently is the most important. That's 90% of it or 95% of it. And then what kind of shot load you have your chokes. Um, if you have the $15 box shot shells versus the $10 a box, you know, that is, that'll help you pick up a target here or there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, great. So kind of talked a little bit about that, I guess, looking at the the expansion area so to call them or if you if you're starting to get into it now i'm shooting and i'm shooting yeah maybe i'm shooting 40 42 targets out of 50 an 80 percent shooter on the sporting clays course and i'm having fun and i'm I'm starting to to like this i'm wanting to shoot it you know more than once a month what what do you typically see out there walk me up the level of involvement if i want to shoot more Perfect. The first thing is where most people land, which is the recreational side. Like, I don't care what my score is. I just yeah. went out and had a great time, whether I have my gear or not. You know, I just took it to an X amount of level of, of recreation. From there, probably the easiest thing to do would be to hop in a league. And I'll just use our club, for example. So we always have a clay target league going on. We'll take Sporting Clays League, for example. You know, it gives you a reason to come out for eight or 10 weeks in a row. You know, it just forces you to come out. You're glad you're there. You wouldn't have done it otherwise. And then you see your scores on a score sheet where other people are shooting in, in their scores too. So you can compare them to them. And then you compare your scores over the weeks to kind of see and gauge, you know, how your improvement or unimprovement has went yeah. and where do you stack up against other people. You know, from there, you know, there are, there are really good opportunities, which is called registered events. Think of them as kind of a, a tournament, if you will, that has, you know, unbiased scorekeepers, a set of rules to abide by. And, you know, there's an overall hierarchy, a group, uh, you know, the National Sporting Clay Association, for example, would oversee that. And you go out and you follow very specific rules. These people pay entry fees to these tournaments. There's classifications like the better you get, you go from big class to a class so you're competing against like scores and you're actually competing for money in some of these events across the country i mean some of the payouts are twenty five thirty thousand dollar purses so people really get into this and get into it hardcore and there's a lot more i feel like of those around than you might expect yeah like you a lot of sporting place courses are kind of like tucked around and and trap field trap uh competitions as well so you they were a little bit out in the country often, so you, you might not drive by them. You might not think that there's a lot around you, but if you did start to get in that and look at the tournaments, I mean, there's dozens of them across Ohio in a year, right? I would argue to say that in Ohio, all, f I would say 50 weeks of the year, there is a sporting clay tournament going on on a Saturday or a Sunday somewhere in Ohio. Yeah. It's crazy. And there you, we have people that come and they're near us. They shoot at our course, but they'll drive, go drive to Pennsylvania, go drive 
to different places because they want to shoot some of the cool higher end courses with unique hard targets. And so they'll, they'll go travel to tournaments out of state, which is pretty fun. Absolutely. And the one thing I wanted to make sure that everyone knew about this, because this is actually exploding in exponential growth that we have youth shooters from junior high and high school that compete on a, a trap field, for example, at Blackwing. These high schools have teams. They compete in state, regional, and national tournaments. There are collegiate teams out there that are doing this as well. Like You can get a full-ride scholarship to um, the University of Alabama. Yeah, I know. But plenty of other really big schools like will pay your shells, pay your targets, pay your, your educational fees to shoot for them. So this is becoming a very acceptable you know, shooting discipline. And, and don't forget, these are Olympic sports at the end of the day. So, yeah. you know, I, I had a young kid that I watched grow up on a skeet field where his gun was taller than he was. And now he's a senior at, you know, a, a college in Tennessee. And he, he didn't pay a dime to get there and get his education. And, and it was just so great to see him succeed and, and see him get his way paid by the clay target sports. Absolutely. And one cool thing about that is as a as a high school sport or, and otherwise, and I guess this applies to recreational too, is really most barriers you can get around. It would, it would probably be hard to shoot a shotgun if you are blind, but if you are missing appendages, if you're in a wheelchair, you know, we've seen that, right? You yeah. can, you can make it work and you can be just as good of a shooter at our state tournament last year the two highest overall scores were by females and they are shooting male and female against each other. Cause it is an equalizer. This yeah. whole sport is like he said, there are people in wheelchairs breaking targets against able-bodied people. Like it is unbelievably beautiful to see. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really neat. You know, a lot like anyone can do it really. Yes. Not many reasons you couldn't. Yeah, that's great. And then I think touching back a little bit on the league portion if, if a club or clubs near you don't have leagues, you can always uh, make your own, you know, get, get a few friends and go shoot and, you know, start shooting once a month or every other week. We have that at our place. There's, uh, there's some people like in an in insurance company or insurance companies, and they've gotten to be friends. They wanted to do something besides golf. So they, they hop from club to club and they'll shoot different weeks at different places and, and, you know, every week there's a different group of kind of people there. There's the core people, but they, they invite new people. And it's, it's really fun again, cause you can be social, you can network while you're doing that. And then you can still bring in new people very easily. People that have never done it before. So yeah, a lot of fun. I, I feel like we covered a lot of the stuff on how to, what it looks like, how to get into it. <clears throat> what a, what a day going out and shooting looks like. Anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrapped up here? No, I, I promise you, even if you're just a little sore after your event the next day, whether it's from holding the gun up or you're, you know, you felt a little recoil on your shoulder, I guarantee you it feels so good to break and destroy things. You will be in a better headspace when you leave than when you arrive. Yeah. It is so arrived. It is so much fun. I assure you go out and destroy things on our behalf, please. And thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I guess we talked a little bit about finding a reputable shop course to go shoot at really if you're looking to do that just just look up uh, shooting facilities near you you know like trap shooting or sporting clays uh, the nssf national shooting sports foundation has a like a finder on their website that tells you what each facility will have 
So look that up near you and then give them a call or check out their website and, and say, Hey, haven't shot before, whatever your situation, do you have loan or guns? Can you get me squared away? And if you find a place that's big enough, they they'll be happily be able to get you going. There's a lot of small courses that are, they just have a sporting place course. They might not sell ammo. They might not have rental guns. And you just show up and bring everything. So don't be discouraged if that's the closest to you. Just look around some to find a place, typically probably near a uh, a bigger city, that's going to have everything you need to get going and be accustomed to getting people out there that are less experienced. Awesome. So that covers everything. If you, if you have any questions, as always, Feel free to reach out to us. Always happy to help in in any way that we can. That is all for this episode. And make sure that you share this with anyone that you might know that would be interested to shoot. Or just, you know, pick a time. Go shoot at your local range. Invite some friends, family to go along with you, spouse. And enjoy it. Have fun. We will catch you all on the next episode.